0: Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This podcast is sponsored by St. Martin's Press, publisher of John Kasich's new book, Two Paths, a plan to reclaim the America we love, one nation under God indivisible. Learn more at twopathsbook.com. Mark Hemingway, here is the question for you. We know we now have a special counselor, not a special prosecutor, appointed by the Deputy Attorney General. Is that good news or bad news for the Trump White House? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like everything
0: else. Uh, we'll wait and see right now. Um, the fact. <laughs> oh, that- no, no, no. I'm not letting you off the hook. Anybody can say wait and see. You're Mark Hemingway. You're a senior writer at the Weekly Standard. You cover these things day by day.
1: Let- Good news or bad news? Let me, let me back into this a little bit and yeah. say this, which is that I'm inclined to say it's bad news because in the history of special prosecutors, the number of special prosecutors that didn't either draw thi- draw, needlessly draw out the investigation, right. succumb to partisan pressure, or use it as a personal platform to grandstand for themselves, uh, you can pretty much count on no hands. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm I'm skeptical about the, the way that this is going. You know, further, um, I, I think the way you view Trump depends a lot on how you view the Russia investigation. Um, if you think that there's a grand Russia conspiracy out there, you know, of course you're outraged and you're flipping out about it. If you're more in the camp that I'm in, which is to say that um, there isn't too much out there beyond what we already sort of knew about Flynn, Manafort, Page, and Stone being fairly dodgy right. characters, um, and in the fact that Trump, one of the smartest things he did was get rid of Flynn early on, um, doesn't suggest that there's a lot of there there to the Russia investigation, so what that might mean is that this will you know taint the administration and scoop up lesser folks, you know the way that the scooter Libby did right. uh, got got burned mm-hmm. uh, by this that special prosecutor, but it won't actually have too huge effect on the Trump administration, which is already crazy and already hated. Now, on one hand, if you're congressional Republicans or you're Trump, what you, you the best case scenario here is you hope that the special prosecutor acts honorably and quickly, and um, deflates some of the pressure out of the the Russia balloon sure. that's been building. Um, um, be, you know, in that way, if Democrats, say, take back Congress or whatever, they're not going to you know drive to impeach Trump. But who am I kidding? If they take back Congress, they're going to impeach Trump no matter what.
0: Of course they are. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll get to that question in a second. But I want to back up because when you look at the history, we're in, we're in kind of a new era. The independent prosecution, prosecutor law that we had in effect was allowed right. to uh, to expire because Democrats are horrified by what. It did to Bill Clinton. Republicans yeah. were horrified by what it did to Casper uh, uh, Weinberger and others before that, and so they just said, "There's this. We need. We, you don't need any investigator who doesn't answer to somebody." So right. Having a special counsel appointed inside the DOJ. The the downside is that people who want to think this is a conspiracy no matter what are going to say, well, he still works for, you know, Rod de Rosenstein, so what difference does it make? But I think a lot of people are going to look at it and go, okay, I mean, he's Robert Mueller. He's got a reputation. He's got something going. The second thing is Trump had dug this hole so big between the firing of Comey and then the tweets and the, the attitude, and he's still, you know, this is a witch hunt, that anything that takes the, the, the focus away from the White House and on this other thing out here, this, you know, this independent counsel thing that's good for the White House. I,
1: I think that, like I said, there's an argument to be made that that is uh, the case mm-hmm. um, and they should just embrace it. I mean, if Trump really believes and he seems to believe that there's nothing there that can hurt him, you know, he should just, you know, tell them to wrap it up. But again, you know, the, this was sort of lost in the discussion over the firing of Comey, you know, when Trump gave that interview the next day and everybody was freaking out about him right. confirming he did it in a fit of pique. Well, he didn't actually do that. He actually specifically said, he said, look, I know that this might even draw out the investigation further. I just think it's the right thing to do because Comey had proven himself incompetent, um, which was, the, you know, you can disagree with that, but that was the argument sure. he made, and I don't think, and one of the, all, part of the freak out over the Comey firing was, was so bizarre, because it's not like firing Comey was going to make the investigation go away. It's not like Comey was the sole guy behind it, and further, right. because Comey um, was now a private mm-hmm. citizen, you know, he was free to start leaking immediately to the press, which it looks like he promptly did, right. all this damaging stuff about Trump. So, um, you know, I think that people People really reading into Trump's motivations for firing Comey and 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 the justification for the special prosecutor making it into something grandly conspiratorial are making a big mistake.
0: To me, the uh, choice decision—do you have a special counsel—is yet another Hillary versus Trump choice that we seem to be trapped in now. Right. Which is, you get two awful choices, and you're just trying to pick which one is the least awful. There was no win here. But do you agree with me that when people say, particularly I, I hear this a lot from uh, Trump supporting conservative Republicans, many listening to the Weekly Standard podcast here, and they say, why can't people get behind Trump? Why can't you support Trump? My answer is, well, because no, these errors are him. The only way I could help President Trump it would be to steal his cell phone and slash his vocal cords. He's the one who seems to be generating 95 percent of his own grief. Do you agree with that?
1: I do and I don't. I mean, obviously his temperament and the way he handles these things and the stupid tweets or whatever, like he needs to knock that stuff out because what it does is it makes it hard for people to see potentially other motivations. Like the big thing with the Comey firing, I kept had a hard time wrapping my head around was, why do it the way that he did? Exactly. Which was, you know, it was abrupt. It was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know, he heard about it on the news, et cetera, et cetera. And then it occurred to me, if you're worried about leaks emanating from the FBI, and if you're worried, I think we now know with good reason that maybe Comey was involved in some of those leaks. Rushing off to go through the proper protocols in the Justice Department right. to, you know, do everything the right way um, was maybe not the best approach if you're planning on firing Comey, because you know then the people would have rushed to the New York right. Times and, and, and planted rumors sure. that he was asking for more resources for resources for the investigation, doing all kinds of things to undermine the, the, the this transparent motive you had to fire a guy, which is that he was in. And lost the trust of both the American people and Congress. So, um, you know, it actually kind of makes sense that he would have he would have done it that way, as crazy as it was. You know, um, you know, again, I realize here I'm rationalizing here to a certain extent, but I do think it is true that. Mm The Trump administration, to a certain extent, is trying to take on the swamp, and that is a very hard thing to do, and he keeps getting dragged down into that right. swamp because he's doing things differently. I, I'm
0: with you on the idea that he has to play a different game because he's never—forget getting a fair shake from the media. He's not going to even get a shake. I mean, they're just not—they have their own storyline, and it doesn't, it, the facts just will not penetrate that storyline. So I agree with you there. But it's Trump, the individual, who keeps feeding the worst-case scenario that results in, and that's why we have to have a Bob Mueller come in. If he had just not given the interview the next day and not said any, if he had simply said, "Read my entire answer to uh, about firing Comey is read Rosenstein's letter. Yeah, all the facts are there. If he had simply enforced that message, it would be a different." environment if he hadn't said to the sitting fbi a you know uh, director something along the lines of oh come on mike flynn come on i hope i hope this all works out for him or whatever vague whatever and we'll find out eventually what the notes are because they'll have to be released if he just not done those things it would be a different uh, conversation right now, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, I agree. Um, we are definitely in a place here where Trump is not getting the benefit of the doubt that normal presidents would get. Um, I think that, that the alleged breach of classified information with the Russians is a good example of that. Right. I mean, we have anonymous sources running to the Washington Post. It's the same paper that you know, two days earlier blew an anonymous source scoop on you know Rosenstein himself right. resigning, as you just mentioned. Uh, and then we have General H.R. McMaster, a three-star general who is respected as heck and, in fact, I believe his book on the Vietnam War includes extended discussions on when it's appropriate for people to resign, you know, to make a statement about abuses of power that is taught in military schools, standing up in front of the American people and saying, I was in the room. It was not a problem. You know, granted, it's qualified for all kinds of different reasons. It's classified. But but he was making the case forcefully and people were like dismissing H.R. McMaster on this. I think that. You know, uh, I'm sure. In fact, I'm sure there are protocols for this. You know, the fact of the matter is, classified information is discussed between heads of state, and I'm sure it's not the first time the president has said something in a way that you know caused you know them to run something up the flagpole at the NSA or CIA. Um, But you know, when Bush did this, and when Obama did this, when Clinton did this, you know, uh, and the National Security Council people called up and said, "Look, just so you know, but it's probably okay." They just you know shrugged and said, "Whatever." But because it's Trump, he's Mm -hmm. demonstrated he has a temperament problem. He can't be trusted. They're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt, even when someone like McMaster is standing up for him.
0: I agree with you. And in many of these stories, you can see the normal person, uh, non-venal explanation for what happened. You know, Trump talking to Russia and trying to cajole them, and maybe he cajoled one cajole too far. A uh, kind of schmarmy conversation with the FBI director about a guy he liked, none of which leads to a conclusion that the guy was being nefarious. right? Right. But the fact is the guy keeps being incompetent. And this is my last question for you. Trump is going to stay Trump no matter what Robert Mueller does. uh, Do you see a storyline going forward where things improve? Or is this as good as it gets for the Trump presidency?
1: Uh, At this point in time, it's, uh, you know, again, I just have to say wait and see. I mean, we have seen moments where Trump has been quite lucid. Mm -hmm. He's been good at at giving speeches. I mean, if if they can, can... if they can encourage Trump to make deliberate, wealth, well thought out in advance efforts of communicating with the American people, like giving speeches directly to the American mm-hmm. people and things like that, I think he can be spectacularly effective. If they don't take away his stupid iPhone, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, stupid Android phone, uh, and stop him from tweeting all the time, then I think that's you know going to be a a huge problem for him uh, going forward. Um, but at the same time. Again, I mean, I think that it's not like voters didn't know who they were voting for. I mean,
0: I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know that they could envision this much uh, turmoil and drama. I
1: you know what they had. Let me put it this way. Even if they didn't envision it, they had every warning about it. OK, <laughs> it's not like that campaign was run smoothly or Trump right. didn't act like a jackass on mm-hmm. the campaign. Um so it 's in some respect, they have to be you know liable, and they have to own it rather than simply a bunch of elites in Washington trying to stop Trump from doing anything mm-hmm. um, that 's going to cause problems in its own right, so we need to figure this out hopefully by an election, but unfortunately we don 't have one of those for a while
0: well there 's always a possibility that a Democrat may actually propose articles of impeachment on the floor of the House, which I think is a huge mistake, because as soon as that Democrat leaves, the Republicans will run in, pass them, send them to the Senate, the Senate will pass them, and an hour later... President Mike Pence will be sworn in. <laughs> do you? I mean, seriously, isn't that the the out?
1: Uh, no, it's not the out because you have to realize that a, a large enough percentage of the Republican base is so committed to Trump, no matter what, that it would be political suicide for the party. And at the as same, as
0: opposed to sticking with Trump.
1: Um, well, here's the We're thing. We said
0: about Hillary versus Trump, and
1: we are a long way away from <laughs> that happening. When the base abandons Trump, right? Um, because um, that's when you will see Republicans rush to do that. But for now, uh, the fact that the matter is is that the Republican agenda in Congress has actually kind of been improving in recent weeks as all the Trump drama has been been happening. And lately, Trump hasn't seen his need to stick his nose in everything like he did in the initial stages of, of health care and things like that. So um, we've got a long way to go, I think, for the base abandons them to the point that uh, Republican leadership would feel comfortable doing that. Further. Like I said, I, I, the drive to impeachment on the left is, is so fever-pitched and insane mm-hmm. that like, I, I, I fear for what the Democrats would actually do if they were put in power with it because if you impeach man, uh, someone who actually hasn't done anything right. other than demonstrate a horrible temperament, um, you're setting an extremely bad precedent, and pretty soon, routine impeachment of presidents is going to be something that marks the republic as as, as something that we just do anymore.
0: But you know what's not a bad precedent? What? Precedent Mike Pence. That is not <laughs> a bad precedent at all. Uh, Mark Hemingway, thanks much for joining us on the podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of The Daily Standard Podcast. You can find all our podcasts at weeklystandard.com or better still, just subscribe to them at iTunes or Google Play by searching Weekly Standard. When you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode of The Daily Standard, including our special features, The Confab Every Weekend and Crystal Clear Every Friday. Plus, you can leave reviews of the podcast and let people know that you found content that you enjoy. Don't enjoy it? Have a question, comment, or complaint? Just email podcasts at weeklystandard.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.